0: So, Vanya, do you remember the story of Linda and Burt Pugash? That's the the lady whose ex-lover hired someone to throw acid in her face after she broke up with him and then went to prison, got out of prison proposed to her immediately, and she accepted.
1: I do remember that, yes.
0: Yeah, so I feel like today's story, the season three premiere, if you will, is kind of like a reverse Linda and Burt Pugash. Cool. Are Yay. You ex- are you I mean, are I know. I, I
1: act, I'm acting like I'm surprised, but yes, no, I know. I'm very, very excited to share this with you guys. And the craziest thing, we're kind of the first people to take this story on, and it is a true yeah. GD story, people. I'm excited. And
0: it's insane. So let's get into it.
1: Joining us for season three of Rom Crime.
0: Yes. We're a romantic, uh, what are we, we're, we're a true crime comedy. Com- we're comedy. I like comedy. <laughs> what, what did you, didn't your aunt call us comedy? We're crime comedy. I know. I like it. <laughs> we're true comedy podcast. Yeah. So we're, you might say we're like, we're like a romantic comedy.
1: A a romantic comedy, yes. That's what we
0: are. Awesome. I hope you guys liked our new intro song. We're just trying to keep it hip. Trying to keep it fresh for all the kids out there because that's, you know, they expect the fresh, the fire. I'm nothing but fresh (laughs) fire here. We're still in a pandemic, I guess. That's something to note. We're still in a pandemic, but we're seeing the light of day.
1: Both Avra and I have been, uh, had our first vaccinations.
0: That's right, which is so exciting. We got the second one coming up. I'm trying to think if there's anything crazy that's happened since we ended season two. Oh, I was in a car accident, y'all. And I'm going to yeah. keep it brief. I'm 100% fine. My car is not. It is still in the shop. And it's maybe going to be 10 more days. And this happened three weeks ago. But I was hit in the middle of a police chase. Yeah. Like a police were pursuing a burglary suspect. The bur- burglary suspect hit my car Tore off the whole front bumper and then lost control of their car, swerved off into a telephone pole about 15 yards from where I had oh come to a stop. God. The car kind of like caught on fire. Seven or eight cop cars surrounded this car, guns drawn. He jumped out and put his hands in the air. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there in, <sighs> in the middle of a parkway, oh my God. shaking violently. First time I've ever been in a car accident. And I felt like if I was ever going to be in one, that's the kind that I was supposed to be in. Like a middle of a crime. If
1: you guys, if you aren't from L.A. or if you some, once in a while get L.A. news. It's like a, a
0: multiple time a day thing in Los Angeles. And
1: they always get caught. But I cannot believe, Avern, you're for your first car accident, and I'm so glad you are okay. Yes. You get like high speed cli- clipped Your car, and then the guy like goes flailing into a pole. Flames, car. He gets out of the car. I mean,
0: y'all. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: there were like guns Guns drawn. drawn. Yeah,
0: there were there were guns drawn, and the guy. I mean, he immediately like put his hands up in the air and was like, "Okay, you got me." So, but I just was like, "How is this happening?"
1: And you told something I didn't know from the last time we spoke. So he was caught in the act of stealing.
0: I guess. So I don't know all of the details. I just know that he was a. They were pursuing a. Commercial burglary suspect. Hmm. So I don't know exactly what that means. I, he didn't steal the car. That I do know. It wasn't like a stolen vehicle. So I don't know what was stolen, or I hope it was a lot to be worth that kind of a police I pursuit. Mean. You know, I hope. I hope it wasn't like they stole some like beers from a 7-Eleven because then I would be pissed at the you know, the the law enforcement people.
1: <laughs> well, and my question is, is why such a crazy pursuit? Like for in his, like, what's his perspective of like, I'm going to run from this and it's going to be fine. I don't know.
0: That's like one of those things too, that you're just like, how does anyone ever think my, my reaction, if a cop was going to try to pull me over, no matter how bad it was going to turn out, like let's say I had, you know, stolen property and like drugs in my car or something. Right. I don't have those things in my car, but say I did, I would still pull over. Yeah. And I would be like, well, I can keep my fingers crossed that they don't notice these things, or I'm going to get arrested right now, but I'm not going to run. But then again, you never know someone else's circumstances. That's you know, true. Who, There's a myriad of reasons why this person ran. I don't know what it is. I'm grateful that nobody was seriously injured. That seems to be Especially the you, thing I'm, I'm holding on to, yeah. and I'm very grateful that I'm not injured. Yeah. Oh my god, so scary. Oh, show. So that's what's happened, I guess, since the last time you heard from us. So I got my first vaccine, and yeah. then my first car accident. And I picked her up at the scene, and I was I like, know.
1: "Oh shit!" It was a lot. There were, I mean, you said tw- eight cars. There seemed uh, there was like twenty cop cars. It
0: probably was more than that. I feel like because I was so in shock right, right after it happened. Right. And then, you know, you get like question. I mean, I, they, they asked me the same, like three different or four different officers asked me the same series of like six or seven questions, but it took over a half an hour before uh, I could even call you to be right. like, you pick me up because I wasn't far from Vanya's place. Yeah. so. I had actually just left there, and then luckily it started to rain, but she came and got me, and we waited at her house, and she made me tea and bananas dipped in fudge. Oh, that's right. You guys, I learned how to
1: make fudge. It's not that hard, but you can make it from scratch, and it is
0: to die for. It was delicious. So I got to stay in her warm, lovely, beautiful home until my husband could come and get me. So it all worked out, but we're good. But yeah, there's been... Me too. But that is, I guess, that's the craziest thing that's happened since yeah. Rom Crime Season 2 wrapped up. I am just so excited with this story.
1: It's um happened in 19... 19- Eighty-three, and the thing yeah. is, is this is so rom crime. It's not even funny. <laughs> we are starting it off with like a true romantic crime. Yeah, it happened in Allentown, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and the other. So the other wild thing is, there's a New York Times article, there's a Los Angeles Times article, and then a couple other like mm-hmm.
0: random sm- small articles. I got a good one from the Chicago Tribune. Oh, good. See, I couldn't get onto that yeah.
1: one. It wouldn't allow. Oh, me. that's
0: weird? Yeah, I was like, okay, I know Vanya's got. The Times, the L.A. Times, the New York Times. I found the Chicago Tribune. I'm assuming most of the info will be the same. But it was like a big news story when it happened. Yeah. And then it was a big news story when the movie. Based on the true story. The movie was made about it. And that the movie came out about two years after one of the people involved in the story we're about to tell you was released from prison. Mm -hmm. So then the real life couple was actually doing like all of the talk show circuit, you know, so Oprah and Connie Chung and like People magazine and all of that stuff. So there was a movie made about this that you can watch. In fact, I'm going to say I recommend you do. You know, it's not a perfect. It's accurate. It is pretty fairly accurate. It's pretty darn. And it's not like a perfect movie, but my God, it is entertaining. And there are some performances I know we're going to get into. I don't want to spoil it that are just like, It's so damn fun. Okay, so
1: the movie is called... Oh, I Love You to Death. Directed by Lawrence Kasdan, who also Mm -hmm. did The Big Chill and a couple other pretty famous 80s movies. And this is a star-studded cast. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this movie. And I'm one of those kids who I lived through the blockbusters. You know, I would go and walk through the blockbuster and look at all the movies. I feel like I would have seen this. I kind of recognize the the cover. So what the lead right? is Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein plays Joey.
0: Who is basically that's the pseudonym they're using for um, Tony to- uh, Tony Toto, who is the real guy. The real couple is Tony and Francis Toto. In the movie it's Joey and Rosalie. Yeah. Played by Kevin Klein and then Rosalie, his wife slash Francis, is played by Tracy Ullman. And this was her first, this was her debut lead
1: role in the United States. So it was a big deal for her.
0: Oh, okay, okay. And then just some other people in the movie you might have heard of. Um, there's a River Phoenix is in the movie. Yes,
1: I almost lost my my P there. When I was young, I loved River Phoenix
0: Oh my so gosh, yes. Me too. How could you not? And he
1: plays this guy named Devo, which has mm-hmm. a hand in the whole thing. And so he works at the pizzeria which um Tony That
0: yep. Or or Joey. Joey. Tony and Francis. That's going to be a little confusing. So just remember that Tony and Joey are interchangeable, just like Rosalie and Francis are interchangeable. That's right. And then River Phoenix plays Devo, who in real life was another Anthony. That's right. Named Anthony Bruno. And then in my opinion two of the most amazing characters who are real yes. in real life are portrayed by William Hurt and Keanu Reeves who play brothers named Harlan and Marlon which I was like that's hysterical but guess what in real life you guys <laughs> these were brothers named Ronald and Donald Barlip yep. so right on the money cousins of Anthony that River Phoenix played yeah the the busboy, um, other just like people that pop up in the movie: Heather Graham, Phoebe Cates, Victoria Jackson, John Billingsley, a very wonderful Joan Plowright plays Nadia, who is Rosalie slash Frances's mama who lives with them. And then I was trying to think, because she's she's actually one of my favorite things about the movie. So yes. I was like, what else has she been in? And I went through it and she's been in a ton of stuff. But the one thing that I was like, maybe people will know who we're talking about. Do you remember the Dennis the Menace movies with like Walter Matthau? Yeah, kind of. Like It came out in like the early 90s. Uh-huh. Anyway, she played Walter Matthau's wife Martha Wilson and the Dennis the Menace movies so if you if you know that movie or you could like you would know her face if you saw her she's well, done a ton of stuff
1: I can tell you some fun facts about Joan Plowright because she's amazing so she was the third wife and widow of Lawrence Olivier oh they had three children together I, I, I wrote down she divorced her husband to marry Larry Lawrence, uh, we're close. I'm kidding he's dead. Mr. I've never Olivier. met him. He had just <laughs> divorced Vivian Lee. Oh my They goodness. were married for 20 years. I just find that crazy and then Vivian Lee died 6 years later. Oh wow. And then currently because Joan Plowright by the way, she is pretty much the best thing in this movie. Uh ah, it, it's it's a toss up because Keona Reeves and William Hurt are amazing too. But anyway, she's it's so, so good. good. She she's still alive. She's 91 years old. And she actually oh. retired from acting in 2010 because she had a Mac girl, degenerative, I forget what it is, but she went blind. Oh, So she couldn't, you know, right. learn her lines or well, if you Well, if
0: you just Google or IMDB Joan Plowright, you will immediately recognize this woman. Yes. All right, so in 1983... This actually all started to happen in 1982. It was over the course of a year that these events took place leading up to what the the big part of the movie is about. But um, Tony and Frances Toto had been married for 17 years. They um, met as teenagers in the Bronx where they both grew up. And they fell in love, got married, and now they're living in Allentown, PA, with a very successful pizzeria. And um, Frances is, she's more timid. She's, you know, she's kind of got her head down, hard worker, solid, like, mom and wife, like, just a, a seems like a good woman who's doing her best and, you know, loves her husband. Whereas Tony is this like amazingly charismatic, funny, over-the-top Italian. And that's really true. Yeah. He was he moved from Italy to New York at the age of 14. So he still had very had a very strong accent, which was one of the things in real life. This wasn't in the movie, but that Frances said was why she liked him, was his accent. And you see him in the movie use that. Um a lot. So they yeah. own this pizzeria. They got a couple of kids in the movie, it's two, in real life, it's four. Um, and she has no idea that um her husband is like a serial womanizer, philanderer. He goes out every night and he's banging a different woman every night, you guys. And she has no idea. Yeah. They're Catholic, they love each other, you know. They love God. Yeah. He's kind of an asshole at home, like one of those husbands that's like, hey, hey, bring me a beer. Where's my beer? Where's my food? You know, like that kind of thing where you're just like, oh my God, shut up. But she loves him and they seem like a solid unit and then you start to see as you're watching the movie that he is 100% cheating on her with like lots of different people.
1: Speaking of the accent, I, so Kevin Klein is not Italian. He's doing like a really, really strong like Italian accent where it almost feels just racist to do. I'm like, is he doing like brown (laughs) Italian face? It feels like, it feels inappropriate how he's like,
0: I know, but do you remember like French Kiss? Uh, where he played the French, the French burglar with Meg Ryan? Oh yeah. So I feel like he did that with the French accent too. Yeah.
1: Commitment is huge. Commitment is 100 100- percent the thing to do and this is considered the genre of this movie is con- actually considered a black comedy though these yep. events are serious events that happen but anyways and true i, I had yeah. i had to mention his crazy accent because the movie opens he's at confession he's like i had the f- a re- affair with another lady about the like he's literally like a, befo, a
0: papa di befo Seriously? you know like the family guy thing. you should just throw in a clip right here of like him saying a couple things it's, so it's they know insane. we're not. Well, and we're not if exactly anybody fake. Italian
1: out there is listening, please forgive my, uh, you know, try oh, yes, at that. Oh, we're, yes. But-
0: we're just, we're impressed. Uh, we're doing impersonations of Kevin Klein, Exactly. Not of what we think Italian people sound I feel
1: like. like you would watch it and be like, that's out of control. But, I love that she loved his accent and yeah. good old Franny. Francis was into it. And so
0: were a lot of the ladies. And his, her mother's living with them. And they have two kids and they're, and he works round the clock, right? This pizzeria seems to be highly successful. In the movie, he also owns like, a he's like the landlord at a building, which yeah. is a cover for I Gotta Go Fix the Lady in 3A's Pipes. You know, he's cleaning her pipes in more ways than one, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Um, so upon um, you know, she I know in the movie, I couldn't find anything in the actual articles that we were reading about exactly when and how Frances discovered that Tony was unfaithful and and kind of like grossly unfaithful.
1: I read that friends were just coming up and saying it's like pretty embarrassing. But in the movie, right. she's at the public library and it's one of those scenes, and I'm kind of looking at the director here going, Oh, Okay. I could just see them thinking, "Oh, it's going to be perfect. She's going to be looking, she's in one aisle and he'll be in the other getting into this lady what she's doing and she's just like,
0: "Oh god." And I think we should mention that before she catches him in the movie, yes. in the library, yes. before she spots him. The busboy, Devo, played by River Phoenix, whose real name is Anthony Bruno, but I feel like <laughs> we'll call him Devo because Devo, yeah, yeah. I like that name. Too. Um, he is very aware of what's going on. And he kind of is trying to tell her without telling her by being like, you know, he looks at the ladies a lot and the ladies really like him. And so she's like, it's fine. We're married. He would never do that. And he's like, well, but if he did, what would you do? And she says to Devo in the movie, well, I'd kill myself. And if that didn't make me feel any better, I'd kill him. Yeah. So... Then she does find out that he's cheating on her. It seems like for a second she's going to like take a bunch of pills, but then she's like, no.
1: Yeah, she's like, wait a minute, I'm actually more mad. One of the scenes, and it's hilarious, you know, Tony at the club trying to get ladies, and one of his women that he gets is um, Phoebe Cates. Who's his wife. Yes, I love this. This is like the fun fact yeah. that I love. So he, she was the hot girl from uh, Fast Times at Regiment High,
0: and I love that they're still together. I know, and they have a very funny hookup scene. He basically... Oh, yeah. Like picks her up in a bar. She's there with another guy, but he is just saying all of like the schmaltziest, but in this Italian accent that she's just like, oh, goodness. So she takes him home and her giant German shepherd barks every time he like goes to make a move on her. And so it's like kind of a funny scene well yeah. well he's cheating on his wife but there's a lot of comedy here. It's uh Kevin Klein. How could there not be? Right. So she does decide when she finds out, uh Frances that is, that she's not going to kill herself because that's not gonna make her feel any better. No. She is mad as hell and she is going to have Tony killed. So that's her plan. Now in the movie she tells her mama, and her mama is, I think Yugoslavian is what they say. Uh-huh yeah. And she's basically says, uh don't you worry, I know people. I'll get someone to to take him out. And she's kind of like, okay, I guess that works for me. Um, cool. And then there's a series of hysterical blunders where so a guy jumps out of uh, the bushes as Tony's walking home with a baseball bat, tries to hit him, but Tony basically like knocks the guy down, the bat gets away. The guy's wearing like a President Lincoln mask. Yeah. And then he's like, oops, wrong yard, and just runs away. And that's a,
1: this is a so, real thing that happened. He The first attempt, the first real attempt was by a baseball bat. Failed attempt, we'll call it. First real right. Well, attempt.
0: actually, and here's something that I did find, Vaughn. Technically, the baseball was the sec- a second attempt. What? What was the first? Yes. So in August of 1982, the month of my birth, if you will, um, <laughs> an unknown assailant, so we don't know if it was the same guy that later came back with the baseball bat or someone totally different, rigged a wire at the top of the Toto's front stairs. So they lived in one of those houses where you walk up several concrete stairs to the front door. Somebody rigged a wire at the top stair to make, I suppose they thought if he just tumbled down the stairs, he'd die. These are not pros, you guys. (laughs) So he does, in fact, take a tumble down the stairs. But he walks away mostly unscathed, and then later, the story we just told, an unknown assailant attempts to hit him in the head with a baseball bat. The bat, according to the true story, got tangled in a bush during the altercation, (laughs) and Tony again walked away unscathed. Then, this is also in the movie, although in the movie, they suggest that it is Nadia... Oh, my right. phone fell. Sorry, Vaughn. Nadia, the mother of Francis, but she according to everything I read, she actually was not in any way, shape, or form involved in anything that happened. But right. it's it's so good in the movie that I'm glad they went that direction. But the third thing that happens is that somebody rigs Tony's 1982 Lincoln to blow up. Like they put a bomb in it, so when he turns it on, it's supposed to blow up. In the movie, the person who put the bomb in there is in fact Mama. Nadia. Right. And she they apparently according to the movie Francis and Tony never drove together to work. So she sees him, she's got the bomb in there, she's so stoked, and then she sees her daughter come out and get in the car and she comes running out and she's like, "No, no, 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 no." And he's like, "What?" And she's trying to like get her out of the car without being too obvious, and then finally Francis realizes, "Oh my god, this car, this is this is the murder weapon, the car." And he turns the car on and both the mom and Francis or Tracy Olman are like, "Oh!" Ah! But nothing happens. And Tony oh just looks at them like what the hell's going on? Yeah. So that's a true story. It wasn't the mother-in-law, but somebody tried to blow him up in his car. Uh-huh. So that was the third attempt on his life. That all happens in the movie as well. And then here's where things that, the the order is different in the movie. So in the movie, what's going to happen is an attempt at, poisoning him or like drugging him to death. Yeah. And then there'll be two separate um, hit men with gun, a gun attempts in the movie. It all takes place in a single evening up until the next morning. In reality, it was five days. So, Here's the real story and then we can kind of fill in the gaps or the differences yeah. in the movie. On J- on January 26, 1983, Anthony Bruno, aka Devo, aka River Phoenix, who in real life was actually the Toto's um the Toto's oldest daughter's boyfriend. Yeah. So not the pizzeria busboy, like the one of their daughters' boyfriends. Um, entered the bedroom where Tony was sleeping and shot him with his own twenty-five caliber handgun in the back of the head. All right. So clearly he was asked by Francis, not I don't think it was the daughter, to do this. He came in January 26, 1983, shoots him in the back of the head. And then um, horrifyingly to all of them, Tony wakes up shortly after, calls out in his way of like, I need my wife to bring me stuff. He's like he complains that he doesn't feel well. He yeah. has a headache, he's, he feels off. And Francis is like, "Oh, you have the flu. Just lie back down." She then goes and makes kitchen arch uh, kitchen chicken soup which she laces with a an insane amount of sleeping pills in the hopes that that'll just finish the job. Like he's already been shot in the head. Maybe if I like if he ODs on sleeping pills this will this will take care of it. Bruno slash Devo slash River Phoenix is distraught like he can't even believe he did it and then it didn't even work so he is absolutely the chicken soup's not working it's now been I want to say two days since the first shooting it's the 28th of January now he won't do it again but he's like but I will find somebody who will finish the job so two days of of sleeping pill laced chicken soup and a gunshot to the head and uh tony's still doing okay y'all he feels like he has the flu he doesn't feel quite good he's very sleepy so crazy in the movie
1: it makes sense why they went with the genre of comedy but it's so funny he's like i feel like kind of
0: sick i feel i've got a really light headache it's (laughs) yeah like in the movie she poisons him first right and it's not chicken soup it's spaghetti just to really drive home that whole Italian thing they're going for here. Yeah. Um, but he eats like so much spaghetti and he's like, I don't feel good. And then he's like, I feel good. I took a crap, you know? And then she's just like, <laughs> what's going on? She describes him as a machine. So he eventually falls asleep, but there is like no indication that he is his demise is inevitable, which is when in the movie, Devo comes in and shoots him in the head and it doesn't work. Won't shoot him again because he can't believe he did it to begin with. So it's only slightly reversed in real life. First, the gunshot wound to the head, then the attempted murder by sleeping pills in the chicken soup, then Devo slash Bruno was like, I can't do it, but I know someone who will. And that's when he recruits his two cousins. They're his cousins, Ronald and Donald Barlip, played beautifully by William Hurt and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he they offer them five hundred dollars cash to complete the hit on Tony. So on January twenty eighth of nineteen eighty three, those two arrive at the Toto household. Ronald nineteen shot Tony in the left side of his chest while Donald, 18, stood by with a baseball bat. And true story, this happens in the movie and really happened. They wanted to shoot him in the heart. But these guys are clearly like drug addicts and they're on a lot of stuff. So they're not super focused, if you will. But they do have this great moment of clarity where they remember doing the Pledge of Allegiance in school. So they stand up and they immediately start doing the Pledge of Allegiance and they figure out what side of your chest your body is on, which is your left side. In case you didn't, know your that. heart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're sorry. Your heart. What did I say? <laughs> your butt. No, your but bo- it's true. I
1: don't know if I would know either. I'm like, where's my? Well, heart? I think
0: especially they don't. I mean, they seem very like stoned, but also very. Tweaked. Like, kind of horrified, yeah. but also, like, giddy. Like, they got all this money to buy more drugs, but they've also never killed anyone before. They oh, don't They don't know what side the heart is on. So they finally figure out, your heart is on the left side of your chest. And um, Ronald shoots Tony in the left side of his chest and misses Tony's heart by an inch. It's a through-and-through through shot. The sound of this gunshot... Wakes Tony up from his flu induced <laughs> me doing air quotes, stupor, wakes him up and startles him enough that he physically gets up out of bed. This is all in the movie as well, and walks into the living room in kind of a daze where he sees Bruno, Francis, and the Barlip boys, um, Ronald and Donald or yeah. um, Harlan and Marlin. <laughs> um, and in the movie it's hysterical. He's like, How are you, Devo? Who are you? He like introduces himself to them, and he's like Francis. Make them pasta. Give them food. You guys need pretzels. Let's feed these people. And they're like, "We're good, sir." Um, And then eventually, Francis gets him back into bed. In reality, he describes it as he remembers coming out and seeing people he didn't know, plus Bruno and his wife. Francis takes him back to bed to lay down, and then on January thirtieth, five days after Tony had initially laid down to go to bed. Two officers of the Allentown PD show up at the Toto house acting on a tip. Somebody had heard Ronald and Donald bragging about being hitmen and making money to off this guy, even though they didn't do it successfully. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so the police get this tip. They show up at the house. Initially, Francis lies and says Tony's out of town. But eventually, police kind of make their way into the house and into his bedroom where they find a badly bleeding Tony, sleeping in his bed. So they wake him up and they're like, you've been shot. And according to the real Tony, he's like, I, I said, no, I haven't. Where's Frances? Get Frances. And the cops say, she'll be up soon. She'll be up soon. Just relax. We got to get you into the ambulance. But the truth was she was not going to be up soon because they had already arrested her because, well, she tried to kill her husband. So it was only in the emergency room at the hospital that Tony finally learns the truth. He had been shot twice and his wife, Frances, was involved. Now, this is a fun fact, fun. I don't know if you found this in anything you read. Ironically... Doctors and Tony believe that the sleeping pill laced chicken soup that Francis had given him to try and kill him is probably what saved right. his life. Yes. Because the amount of sleeping pills in his system had slowed his metabolism down so much, and as a result of that, he was bleeding out at a much like his heart wasn't pumping as fast. Isn't so that he wasn't losing blood. Crazy. Which is crazy. Um, and so real quick, in the movie, the hospital scene is amazing. So Victoria Jackson plays one of his mistresses, one who thinks they can be serious, even though he has no intention of that. And he tells her that. But you know, you know how mistresses are yeah. in the movies. Like, my wife.
1: I'm not going to leave my wife. I'm not going to leave yeah, my, wife. my
0: wife. Yeah, it's my wife. Only my wife can cook for me. But she's like there when he wakes up and he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, didn't you hear like your wife tried to kill you? We can be together now. And this is when in the movie, he kind of reveals what really happened in the story, which is that he understands now that he's the reason this all happened. His like cheating, philandering, rude, pushy, take for granted ways gave her no other choice. And so he has made a vow right then and there in the hospital that he is ending all of his relationships and he is going to become a devoted husband and father and he has forgiven her immediately. All right, so this is in the movie. In the movie, um, Tony's mom shows up and beats the crap out of him. She keeps smacking him in, in the head even though he has a bullet in his head. Um, That's still there to this day, y'all. That bullet was lodged and never came out. Um, so that's the movie version. Um, in the real-life version, um, he does go to the hospital, finds out, immediately forgives her, takes a loan out on both their pizzeria and their home to come up with the $50,000 to bail her out of jail. He bails her out of jail begs authorities to drop the the charges against her, but they refused. He pleaded for leniency on her behalf before a judge, but the prosecution's office insisted that she be punished. So she eventually pleads guilty to two felonies and went to prison for four years. And while in prison, Tony sold their pizzeria and took a a 40-hour-a-week job as a printer um, or in a printing company or something, which was a significant income decrease for them, but he he wanted to only work 40 hours a week so that he could be home for his kids while she served out her pr- prison sentence-, it's sentence crazy now in the movie he like fully bails out the mother-in-law and the three hitmen and her so that's not true but man it creates a beautiful scene where keanu and william hurt walk out and <laughs> yeah. he's he's like i'm tony you know and william hurts like oh and keanu's like who <laughs> he's like Tony. He's like who? And finally, William Hurt's like he's the he's the guy. And he's like, oh, it wasn't personal, man. And I'm and Vani. You should just insert like the dialogue from these scenes in these moments because it's so good. But yeah, uh, she served four years in prison.
1: Yeah, they don't show you that. They don't show you she goes to prison in the movie. But my question is, and this is always my question whenever we cover any 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 crimes, what the. Hell, was she thinking? How the heck did she really think she would get away with that? If he did die, where was she going to put the body? If they do any kind of test on the body later, right? They
0: will know that it wasn't an accident or a natural. Yeah, and it's interesting because it feels like what the movie I think did a really good job of is probably what it was like in real life, where it was like a woman who was angry, who was like, I'm going to have my husband killed for his infidelities and for his treatment of me. And then the fact that he would treat me this way and be sleeping around and everyone knows and I'm humiliated, but it's not like she thought it through. You know, I mean, if you think about like all of the attempts yeah. on his life, she's not going out for professionals. In fact, the only money ever exchanged in an in exchange for his murder is $500 right. to shoot to shoot her already shot in the head, sleeping pill laced <laughs> husband so crazy. because everybody involved, so much- everybody involved. And to this point, yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. Now in real life Tony believes that she only gave him the sleeping pill laced chicken soup because she wanted him to die in his sleep peacefully and not have it be painful. I kind of believe that. Whereas whereas I mean I think maybe that's a great story they can tell themselves. I think she seemed pretty fucking determined in this moment to off him. Right. So while she might have thought it would be easier to kill him if he was asleep so he couldn't like pop up even though he kept popping up. Um <laughs> yeah. I think he cling I think he was clinging to To that as like a lifeline of like, she wanted it to be peaceful and I deserved it. He did think he deserved it. But yeah, I don't know that she really thought it through, Vanya, to like what happened, what would happen after he died. Yeah. And I read
1: something that he loved, like he understood why she did it because he finally saw her passion for him. Like he liked that. Right.
0: Right. And in the movie, that's kind of the end of the movie, right? Like he pulls, he bails her out, bails out everybody else, gives the mama in law a box of chocolates that were not meant for her. Yeah. And um, gives. francis a bunch of roses and then she beats him with the roses and she's still pissed and she's like you cheated on me and all this stuff and kevin klein says in the movie this is all they needed is the fact that you would rather see me dead than with another woman shows me how much passion you have for me and (laughs) then they screw in the janitor's closet in like the area where the convicts leave (laughs) I i miss that part i miss
1: that but did you know two of the kids actually was were charged as well two of the older kids of her kids yeah they didn't oh, go to jail or serve any time. So I think maybe the oldest daughter did have some knowing. Maybe she
0: did ask- Maybe they were like mad at dad, you know? Yeah, for being a scumbag. But I do know that in the movie where he bails everybody out and they kind of skip over the fact that anyone went to prison. So Francis went to prison for four years and um, Bruno and the Burlap Boys all served five years in prison. So everybody went to jail for this. Wow. But because I think that it was an unsuccessful murder... I feel like if you're a hitman and you kill somebody, like you're going to go to jail for life. But because he survived and because I think he was wanting so much leniency on his wife you, that had to extend to
1: yeah, the
0: people she reached out to. So everybody served some time in in jail. Um her 4 years, the boys all served 5 years, I think. Maybe um maybe they were supposed to serve more but got out on good behavior. And I do know that um Anthony Bruno, a.k.a. Devo, a.k.a. River Phoenix, was very displeased, was very displeased with his portrayal in the film.
1: It was bizarre, <laughs> because they do. I will say. Well, I they per- like, and they also portray the him as being happening? in love, you
0: know? Yeah, he was, yeah, like with, he's in
1: love with Francis.
0: And with, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. and. When they knew he was the daughter, do- I mean, granted, in the movie, she doesn't have an older daughter. She has Curly Sue as her daughter. You know, like, that's it. It's just a little girl. But, man, my I just couldn't get over, like, all the faces that were, like, the faces that were in all the movies we were watching growing up. It's true.
1: It did not get good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: It d- definitely got mixed reviews. It didn't make a ton of money, but it also wasn't, like, a huge flop. And I guess a lot of people just thought, like, one of the biggest issues people had with this movie is that you shouldn't be able to profit off of attempted murder. And even though Francis was not was unable, so between the movie and the book deal that came and all the interviews and stuff, Francis was never allowed to accept money for that. But as the victim, Tony could Anthony, Tony Toto could, and they were married. And so people people thought people thought it was kind of garbage, but I this is directly from that Chicago Tribune article I read, and it's how it closes out. And I just wrote it all down because I thought this I feel like this says a lot about these two and how they've managed to make this work. Tell me. I think they had a really good sense of humor. So this is a direct quote from the Chicago Tribune article. Tony says, I'm a very lucky man to have had a picture made about my life. Someone suggested he owes it all to his wife. He started it all. Francis said. What can I say, Tony said. Those were some good times, referring to his days of sowing his wild oats. Now I walk around with a bullet in my head, and when Francis makes chicken soup for me, I wait until she eats first. Francis laughed as Tony (laughs) went through what was probably a familiar routine. The first night she was back home from prison, I have to say, I didn't sleep at all. She giggled. Tony, I was thinking of getting a German Shepherd. You never know when you go to sleep who's going to come in your bedroom with a gun or a baseball bat. Francis laughed again her laughter seemed genuine. Crazy. Like, they were able to legitimately joke about the fact that she tried to murder him. And he can even tease her that, like, I won't eat your chicken soup until you take a bite first. So that's got to be the success. Like, the key to the success here is that they somehow were able to find... They both took the blame for, like, their contribution and how they got here. They both recognized that they should never... Have let it get this far, like she yeah. she admits like I should have gone to see like a therapist or gotten help, not Hitman, yeah, he recognizes that like his behavior and treatment of her was deserving of some kind of punishment, whether or not it was divorce or you know what happened here, but that they don't condone ever like going towards violence with your partner, but at the same time, you're like, yes, but that's after five failed attempts on your life, sir I like
1: mean...
0: one failed attempt wasn't enough for her to be like, maybe there are other options. But I just picture the two of them joking about it. He's making jokes about her chicken soup and needing a big old dog. And remember, I said about the love scene with Phoebe Cates, where she is he, she has a German Shepherd yeah. in the bed that's like barking every time he touches her. I thought that was great because that's, I think, a nod to this ongoing running joke that he has about needing a German shepherd, which is, I think, why they threw that, for seemingly no reason, into the movie. The fact that he could forgive, and I think, honestly, I think it
1: had a little something to do with him being Catholic and believing that he deserved what happened to him. And this was a sign that God gave him. And he really loved his wife.
0: And in his mind, yeah, this was a second chance. He survived what he thought were justifiable attempts on his life. Yeah. And the fact that he survived, for him, meant... That he should one hundred percent devote him to his family, to his wife, his children. And then he more than did so. He got her out of prison on bail. He begged them not. He thought maybe they couldn't prosecute her if he didn't press charges, oh, but that's not how it works. Yeah. I think with, with like attempted murder and murder. pretty if big you have deal. proof of it? You don't need a complaining witness to 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 prosecute.
1: Unless it was the olden days and the and the gender roles were reversed, then maybe That's true.
0: I mean, there's I'm gonna say there's probably a lot of scenarios where people don't get prosecuted. But in this one, she was even though he begged them not to. But he also quit his job so that he could be the kind of dad that didn't have to work, you know, seven days a week, like 12, 14 hour days. Good. So it seems like, you know, they came out okay. On the other side, to me, it's just insane that there was even the option of the other side to come out of. That's where this story kind of blows my mind.
1: I think it's, I I rented it. So it was a $3.99 rental on Prime. I think if you Mm want to see some really hilarious, but also Really good acting. Some of it, I say, Brenton, check it out. It's it's funny. It's just bizarre, and to know that it's based on a true story makes it better. Yeah,
0: and to know that it's not just loosely based, they take some creative liberties. Again, like we like said, timing with, like, the mother-in-law whatever, and the yeah. timing, but like the gist of what they say is exactly what happened. It's pretty wild, and also I am with you. I think for Nadia, the mama, yes. who was played by Joan Plowright, and for William Hurt and Keanu Reeves, three ninety nine is a bargain. I
1: do. It was joyful. I loved
0: it. And also, River
1: Phoenix, it's fun to see him. He did pass away, I think, a couple years later, but uh, you know,
0: with the yeah, overdose. I think he passed, I think he did, I think he maybe passed away in 93, yeah. so this was this was kind of probably like in the height, you know, he was only going up and up and up from yeah. here until he, you know, tragically died so young, but it is, it is a joy, it's a joy to see faces that are, you know, it's like the Brat Pack, it's the Big Chill, it's yeah. all of the 80s all of the faces from all of the 80s movies going like all the way down to like the kid from Curly Sue, which was probably a 90s movie. But I was like, that's Curly Sue. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. she won the voice.
1: Yeah. And and it's funny. In the movie, it's set in Tacoma, Washington, which is like a couple hours from where I grew up. So it's kind of right. fun to see a movie shot in Tacoma, yeah, Washington. Yeah, where
0: you're where you so familiar with it. That's always, I think that's always yeah, fun. yeah. Yeah. I did. I do remember reading that the people of Allentown, PA, when this movie came out yeah. in 1990s, <laughs> they were having none of it. They uh, were literally like, I can't believe this is what our town is going to be known for because of these idiots who don't know how to kill each other and then don't know how to get mad about that was in the someone trying to kill you. One of
1: the guys was like a hairdresser when he's like, you know, we talk about it and nobody's going to see that. And the
0: locals <laughs> called it the movie about the nut jobs.
1: <laughs> Which I mean, I, listen, I think about if if my husband was going out every night phalange, I would be pissed too, but I would also just be like, um, oh, but you know what? Four children, it's hard to have a kid. It, having four of them, and then yeah. you're working all the time, but then your husband is going out and like having sex with other people. Yeah. I would be pissed. Oh, my God. So I understand the rage. I would channel that rage by getting my ass out the door and being like, uh, bye-bye, yeah. and leaving the children with him. I'd be like, you have to watch the kids. Sorry. I mean, she did get a break from the kids for four years. That's sad. I'm kidding. I'm just sorry. We're still in a (laughs) pandemic. Let me just remind everyone we're still in a pandemic and I am around my children a lot. I love them so Banya, much. Vanya, Vanya, I love you so much. You're like
0: prison. Yeah, it sounds amazing. She got to go to prison for four years, and he had to stay with the kids. Yeah. I
1: d- you know what? I need. I need like a day. I just need a day. I don't need.
0: You deserve a day. Yeah, I you deserve a, a day. full day. I'm gonna get it.
1: I'm gonna get it. You
0: are gonna get it. I'm so glad that we found this. I'm so excited for season three. Me too. I'm so happy to be back. Guys, I know we say it
1: before, but if anybody has any ideas, please DM us on our Instagram or you can email oh, us at romcrimepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'll be preparing such fun new things. So we will yes. see you. I mean, no, Nope. Nope. I'm not going to see you. Mm-mm. We mm-hmm. will talk talk at you. To you. Soon. Talk at you. <laughs> soon. Bye. Bye.